time for the E21 Go Sports Podcast. Now, here's your host, Easton Durant. Hi, welcome to E21 Go Sports. I'm Easton Durant, and in today's episode, I'll be talking about NFL, MLB, and a little bit of NBA news. To start this off, quarterback Nick Foles' debut for the Jacksonville Jaguars lasted less than a quarter. Foles suffered a left shoulder injury when Chiefs defensive tackle Chris Jones drove him to the ground after Foles released the ball on a 35-yard touchdown pass to G.J. Chark. He left the sidelines for x-rays and was ruled out of the game shortly after. Backup quarterback uh, Gardner Minshew, the team's six-round pick this past April, entered the game on the Jaguars' ensuing drive. The Jaguars don't have another quarterback on the active roster, but they signed Chase Litton to the practice squad last week. Foles returned to the Jaguars' sideline in the second half with his arm in a sling. The Jaguars signed Foles to a four-year, $88 million contract with a team record $50.125 million guaranteed in March. He led Philadelphia to a Super Bowl 52 victory while subbing for an injured Carson Wentz. And he subbed for Carson Wentz to lead the Eagles to the playoffs last season. Foles has dealt with injuries throughout his career and was on the injury report this week because of soreness in his oblique muscle. Foles played in only 19 snaps in the preseason, which was the third game against Miami. Head coach Doug Maroon did not want him on the field unless the offensive line was uh, healthy and able to play. Just when uh, Jaguars' things couldn't get worse, they did. In the second quarter, when middle uh, middle linebacker Miles Jack was arrested, uh, was sorry, not arrested, ejected. After throwing a punch at Chiefs receiver Demarcus Robinson, Jack was penalized for illegal contact on Chiefs receiver Sammy Watkins in the end zone. Jack shoved Watkins after the play, and Robinson ran over and shoved Jack from behind. The two players exchanged words, and Jack tried to punch Robinson in the helmet. Jaguars cornerback Jalen Ramsey ran up and jumped into the scrum as well. Robinson, Jack, and Chiefs receiver Damian Williams were penalized for unsportsmanlike conduct. Jack was was ejected and had to be restrained by teammates at, from going after Chiefs players after his ejection was announced. Jack uh, was the Jaguars' most experienced linebacker and one of the defensive captains. He was released by Najak Goody. And Chiefs news... Uh, Tyreek Hill left the Kansas City Chiefs game with a shoulder injury after being tackled by Jalen Ramsey late in the first half uh, today. Hill was carted off the field after the injury, did not return to the game. The Chiefs' other uh, wide receiver, Sammy Watkins, had a career game in Hill's absence. Watkins had a career-high 178 yards in the first half, breaking his personal best by 10 yards. Watkins also had two first-half touchdowns, one going for 68 yards, and he took a short pass and outran defenders to the end. The other one was for 49 yards. Patrick Mahomes threw for 313 yards in the first half and had a little bit of a scare when he limped off the field with what apparently looked like a ankle injury. But in a, the next possession, Patrick Mahomes came back on to play. Hill, who was injured, signed a three-year extension Friday. It is worth $54 million and includes $35 million guaranteed.
moving over to the Los Angeles Rams safety Eric Weddle was carted off the field with a bloodied face during the second quarter of, of today's game against the Carolina Panthers. He did not return. Weddle suffered the, a head larcication and is under evaluation for a concussion. Weddle uh, was attempting to tackle Panthers running back Christian McCaffrey before McCaffrey tried to hurdle him and Hurdle took a knee to the head. He finished with two tackles and thanks fans for their support on social media. He said on a tweet, quote, Thanks for all the thoughts and prayers. I'm good as gold. Now, let's go finish this game with a dub. Weddle, who's a 13-year pro, signed a two-year $10.5 million deal with the Rams in free agency after he was released by the Baltimore Ravens. Weddle, who was 34, was quickly established himself in the Rams' defense. He took over for lineback, linebacker Corey Littleton as a defensive single, sing, uh, signal caller and was named a team captain. Patriots-Steelers uh, is tonight, and what does that mean for both teams? For the Patriots, it's a normal game, but A.B. is hoping to get a little bit of revenge and hoping that the Patriots win to show that he was right, that the Steelers weren't as good as they were supposed to be. Now, this is a big game for the Steelers because they have to show that they are able to be able uh, to be one of the best teams in the league and are still able to hang with the top dogs after they lost and did not get to the playoffs last season. They uh they did not the Ravens took their place. Also, this is a big thing because they want to show that Antonio Brown took the wrong decision with leaving their team and that he should have uh, stayed with the super, with the playoff contenders. The Steelers will need to will uh, need to win this game on the road to be able to uh, to state that they are one of the top teams in the AFC and that they were a AFC championship uh, contender team. In other AB uh, um news. Antonio Brown sought advice from professional social media consultants for ideas on how to accelerate his release from the Oakland Raiders. What I think is funny is that at least one consultant couldn't tell whether Brown was serious or not. Brown's terrible tenure with the Raiders officially ended yesterday when uh, he was uh, was released by Oakland and signed with the New England Patriots. Brown's social media activity made headlines Wednesday morning after he uh, posted a copy of team-issued fines on Instagram, a move that led to heated argument with general manager Mike Mayock later that day at practice. The Raiders announced Friday that despite the fallout from the, from his fight with Mayock, Brown was expected to play in their season opener against the Denver Broncos. But the Raiders also fined Brown to, uh, $215,000 $73.53 for conduct to, uh, to trench formality to the team, prompting Brown to publicly request his release in another Instagram post Saturday morning. By finding uh, Brown, the Raiders voided the $29.125 million worth of guaranteed money in his deal, according to sources. Brown officially became a free agent at 401 uh p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday and agreed to a deal with the with New England shortly after. The Patriots Patriots had strong interest in Brown earlier this offseason when when according to sources Bill Belichick was willing to trade New England's first round draft pick to the Steelers for Brown. 
but uh, Steelers GM uh, Kevin Colbert won at least a first-round and second-round pick from the Patriots, and even then, he was not inclined to trade Antonio Brown to their AFC rival and reigning Super Bowl champions. The Browns and uh, Seahawks also considered considered attempting to sign Brown on Saturday, according to sources, although the Patriots were always considered the front runner. Brown further aggravated the, his situation in Oakland on Wednesday when, after dominating the Raiders' defensive back throughout the warm, warm, uh, workout, he informed the team that his hamstring was bothering him and he felt he needed an MRI. The Raiders were not pleased with Brown, who, who looked good during practice, felt that he needed an MRI on then ailing hamstring felt like he was trying to pull one over on us. Then to complicate matters after the Raiders called Brown on Thursday morning uh, and told him not to come to work. Brown missed a meeting later that day, uh, later that night with coach head, uh, John Gruden. Brown is not eligible to play until week two at the earliest, which means he'll miss the new uh, New England's opener Sunday night against his former team, the Steelers. The Patriots and Raiders do not play at all this uh, this season. Now, one thing was that Antonio Brown wanted to go to the Patriots the whole time and that uh, Kevin Colbert just didn't want to trade him to the best team in the league, didn't want to give the Patriots a leg up on them and didn't want to give it to especially their rivals who they're always considered playing neck and neck for the uh, for the AFC, for the AFC, for who's the best team in the AFC. Brown, I saw something that he can't, uh, he can't st- be on the sidelines for the game, but I don't really know. It was a team, it was an NFL spokesperson uh, per- person who said that, so I don't really, I think it's probably true, but it's not going to be a difference between him, between a uh, picture of him showing up on the on the broadcast of him in a Patriots hat in a luxury box between him and a Patriots gear on the sideline. Now, what I think is really weird with Brown is that he is one of the best wide receivers in the game. Now, I get getting uh, wanting to get paid, but he turned wanting to get paid into something way crazier than it was already. He started, um, I don't think the Patriots are going to want him for long on that team because one, the Patriots don't like players being outspoken. They don't like them, them talking about other stuff besides football. Tom Brady doesn't like, uh, wide receivers who talk a lot. And it's just a weird thing to see, Bill Belichick, one of the, or one of the one of the most quiet teams in the NFL, signing one of the most outspoken and dramatic players in the NFL. Now, that doesn't mean that it's not a good deal for the Patriots. Is they get one of the best wide receivers in the game in Antonio Brown, along with Josh Gordon. They have two of the top ten wide receivers in the league. Two out of the top ten, that's being generous to Josh Gordon. But one thing that I liked, which is in completely different news, is that Julio Jones got a big contract extension, with, with uh, which in my mind basically meant this guy who's being outspoken and causing havoc everywhere he's going is getting paid this much. I, I want to get paid more. I'm doing my job. I'm not talking at all. 
I barely held out this offseason, where he held out all, almost all training camp because he couldn't wear a helmet that he wanted to wear. So that was kind of a weird thing for that is I don't get how wanting a, a player wa- – I get you want to wear a helmet that you've we- worn your whole career because it, one, makes you feel good. It's one – it's two, what you're used to. Uh, feel good, play good. But to this extent, to fight to this extent, to consider retiring over a helmet. Also, he had frostbitten uh, feet, so it wasn't like things were looking good for him. But – Touching back to the helmet, multiple players had to switch. Multiple players have played their whole careers with these helmets and had to switch. Nobody heard anything from from Aaron Rodgers. Nobody heard anything from Tom Brady. No, no one even heard anything about anyone else besides Antonio Brown complaining about his helmet change. So that's what I think is, is weird. Another uh, funny thing about when Antonio Brown was on the Steelers is that they had two completely different wide receivers. They had uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, who was chill. He just wanted to go with the flow. He was cool. He didn't say anything bad about the Steelers. He didn't want to be traded or held out. But Antonio Brown was doing things left and right, bad things left and right to the Steelers organization with saying bad things. Facebook living the the post game speech I can I forget who it's against but it's just all weird things that he's done and I think the Raiders uh, kid sue, should sue Antonio Brown I think that John Gruden should sue him because in California you can't record a phone conversation without the other person agreeing now. John Gruden saying it's fine. That's a, that's one thing, but he's already hurt the or, the organization enough to him to have him be able to be suspended for a game or two would be the the best thing that the Patriots, I mean the Raiders, could do because of all the drama and backlash that the Raiders organization has gotten in the past couple of weeks. I think that would be a good thing because he's not on the team anymore it's not like John Gruden faces faces any backlash except by the media and on social media by um, Antonio Brown that's basically basically it moving moving on the Baltimore Ravens defeated the Miami Dolphins 59 to 10 now you may be thinking what's so special about this but it's against what's so special about this it's against the dolphins but lamar jackson was able to play really really well he uh, had 324 yards passing five touchdowns he had a uh, 17 for 20 a 16.2 average but he also had he only had six rushing yards for a quarterback who is Defined by the rushing game and defined by his inability to to pass the to be able to be a good quarterback by throwing. He's mostly a running around the running around quarterback. It's a big step for the Ravens and shows what um, Lamar Jackson could be 
in the in the near coming future, if he can be able to throw the ball as well as he has in the past couple, I mean in this game, then this could be huge things for the for the Ravens for the Ravens this season. Now I know it's again it's just against the it's just against the Dolphins who didn't who didn't play good at all. It was Ryan Fitzpatrick had a touchdown and an interception and Josh Rosen just had an interception. They had two they had two turnovers and they had one defensive touchdown. They had one de- defensive touchdown by Preston Williams. It's not a big game at all. It's I mean it's a terrible game for them, but on the other end, oh sorry, uh, sorry, it was Preston Williams got a receiving touchdown. Sorry. Now, I wanted to flip this over to a Brown who is not under drama. Marquise Brown, four receptions, one hundred forty-seven yards, and two touchdowns. Four receptions, five targets. He was targeted five uh, one more time than he got then. He got one incomplete, like one not catch. One hundred forty-seven yards. That's thirty-six point eight yards. Um, every single catch. His longest catch was eighty-three yards for a touchdown. That's big things for Marquise Brown. If you're able to get a touchdown, or you're able to get four receptions and have an amazing game, you're able to have. The uh, 147 yards, almost, almost half of Lamar Jackson's uh, throwing stats is a, is amazing. Because the next closest receiver uh, was Mark Andrews, who had eight recep- um, eight receptions, 108 yards, and eight targets. Now, if you look at the long, their longest reception was 39 yards. That's for, uh, for, uh, 40, 40 or so, 40 to 50 yards more than Marquise Brown had uh, 30 to, uh, 40 to 50 yards more on that one reception. That's amazing for that, for one player who was targeted five times. Mark Andrews was targeted more than Marquise Brown, the leading wide receiver in this game. Yes, it could be a one game. Uh, uh, could be a one. It could be a, a fluke. It could be one amazing game. But if he was able to get ha- almost half of that, if he was able to get a hu- almost a hundred yards or seventy or eighty yards a game, that's amazing. He's one of the top wide receivers in the game at such a young, at such a in his rookie year. Now moving over to. Um, a little bit of NBA news. New Orleans Pelicans rookie Zion Williamson made his first public appearance as the newest face of the Jordan brand yesterday morning. He helped unveil the upcoming Air Jordan 34 sneaker at a community event in Harlem. The newest annual Jordan model will be released on September 25th with Williamson slated to headline and wear the shoe throughout the start of his rookie season this fall. On Saturday, Williamson was immediately surrounded by young, uh, surrounded by fans and younger prep players as he walked onto the freshly upgraded Dropman branded court of the Dunleavy Millbank Center. From the second I walked on the court, I got nothing but love, he said. 
Once the fandom died down, Williamson quickly stretched to the top of the key and then took flight in a made-for-social-media moment. First, he threw down his signature windmill tomahawk from the left side. Next, with just three step, uh, steps of momentum, he performed a near effortless between-the-legs dunk as the youngsters in attendance, uh, in attendance jumped in unison with his liftoff. He said, the kids were hyping me up to do some cool dunks, so I couldn't disappoint them. Moving on to MLB uh, news, the Chicago Cubs postseason hopes were dealt a significant blow yesterday when an MRI revealed that star shortstop Javier Baez has a hairline fracture in his left thumb. Baez, 26, will see a hand specialist on Monday to determine how long he'll be out of the lineup, but it's safe, safe to say the rest of the regular season is in jeopardy. John Lester said it's a big blow, middle of the guy order in our shortstop. It's tough. We have to figure out a way to get him back and play good baseball until then. Baez was hurt on a head-first slide into second base on Sunday against the Brewers, or last Sunday against the Brewers. He missed a, cu- a couple of days, but was in the original lineup Thursday before being scratched after he left batting practice early. Anthony Rizzo said he does some amazing things and it energizes us on the field. We have to step up for him in his absence. Addison Russell will take over our shortstop. He has had an up-and-down year after missing the first 28 games of the season uh, with a suspension. He struggled in his return and was optioned to AAA, but he found a way to uh, to make it back to the big leagues at second base. Lester said, Addy is fine. He's a strong kid. We have the utmost confidence he can play shortstop for us. He did it for us before. We won a World Series with him at shortstop. It's not like we're calling up a kid that can't handle the situation. Manager Joe Madden said he's spent so much time at second base working on this uh, different stroke. Now he has to go to the other side and the other one and get the other one back. I actually think his arm strength looks better. The Cubs are in a dogfight for the postseason as they entered uh, yes- yesterday's game 2.5 games behind the St. Louis Cardinals in the NL Century Essential and 2.5 games up on the Diamondbacks for the second wild card spot. The loss for Baez is a big blow. Madden said, we definitely had a lot of other good names. It's not like we're just a one-man band. Our guys have to take care of their of their component on the field. You, you look for other people to rise to the occasion. Now, the Cubs are in a bit of a, are in a bit of a trouble, uh, in a little bit of trouble right now because they don't know if they're making the play, if they're going to be in the wild card or if they're going to be, if they're going to be able to buy the, not play in the first or play the wild card team. Uh, they're in the wild card right now. They're two games up on the Diamondbacks in the wild card, like we said. Right now, they're slated to play the Nationals, who have eight are two games better than them. But right now, just looking at the normal standings, they're three and a half games behind the Cardinals. And how the Cardinals have been playing recently is not a, or the Cubs are not going to probably be able to catch up to that. <clears throat> they have the Cardinals have just playing been playing way better, and the Cardinals have had trouble have had trouble on road games and almost everywhere the past couple of weeks. So, thanks for listening to E2 Go Sports. As always, I'm Easton Durant. You can subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at E2 Go Sports. Thank you.
You've been listening to the E21 Go Sports Podcast, a production of Cogger Podcast Network. 